What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Das What She Said with Danny podcast. This week, we are super excited to have Tiger shortstop Nico Goodrum join the show. And Danny, he's going to be a cool guest because it's going to be his first season with AJ Hinch. We know they've talked, but we're going to dive into what that conversation was about, where Nico gets a lot of his inspiration from. I know he spent these last couple of years with the Tigers watching Miguel Cabrera. I know he's close to Jacoby Jones. So we'll dive into some of his Tigers teammates. And then we'll also get into the Players Alliance and how much work he's done with them and what to expect in the future from them because the great organization helping underprivileged kids in communities where not only it's necessary, but where they're trying to bring awareness um, to players, to young players playing baseball. Yeah, he's really well-rounded. And I saw him in Florida a few weeks ago. He was actually at a tournament watching the next generation of kids and giving his time back. And for someone who spent eight years playing minor league baseball, grinding it out, and then finally getting his call, he's already turning and giving it back to the future. And, and I think that his, you know, kind of makes you want to run through a brick wall because he's so inspiring. He's always posting inspirational things all over his social media. And I'm just excited to kind of hear like what drives him and why he is already giving back. And he's such a great ambassador for the game. So I feel like we, we got so lucky to steal some time from Nico and, and just learn more about the, the tiger shortstop and the guy behind the uniform. So many questions for Nico. Let's welcome him into the podcast. Hey, Nico. Hey, what's up? How are How's it you? going? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everything's good. How y'all? Wait, check You're out this background. Right? Yeah, what's going on here? Oh, I got a mural um, in one of my rooms in my house. Um, we have uh, Rosa Parks, uh, Nelson Mandela, Jackie Robinson, uh, Maya Angelou, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Martin Luther King, and Barack Obama. Talk about inspiration. First African- yeah, first African-American president. That's like so the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it took him five days to, uh, it took him five days to do it. Who's him? But, uh, uh, his name is Chose. He's an artist. that uh, He does murals, any type of art. He's a tattoo artist as well, but he came over and he was in here five days straight, like oh in God. the morning to midnight doing the entire, the entire wall. So watching the process was crazy. Um, of him wow. doing it. And you picked so everyone. Yeah. So like I picked how I picked out who I wanted. Um, and from there he picked the pictures and then, you know, I approved the pictures um, that he, he did. And then from there, it's like he used a projector to shoot out the images on the wall, but everything is hand done. Like oh my he, God. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It was, it was cool watching the process happen. I was sitting on it a few times and, you know, he had music going and stuff. So it was cool. A little environment he had, you know, set up. Amazing. Okay, so, are you outside? Danny's <laughs> in the middle of a jungle, apparently. Yeah, it's in Amazon. Uh, I am. The Where I'm staying inside is a little crazy. I didn't want to have to come oh. out here because this is just a little, it's a little much, but here I am. <laughs> okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so Nico, what's been going on? What's your off season like? How are you feeling? And you know, what's the mood right now heading into 2021? Well, right now I am working out nonstop. Um, you know, that picks up as you close the spring training. Um, so I, I enjoy the break, um, you know, once we got done, but now it's just working out, um, get my lifts in and go, go down 
um, and hit, you know, hit and throw. So uh, it's been it's been good. The office has been good. Body's feeling good. Just ready to get back to, you know, a regular season now. Are you like a New Year's resolution guy and you wrote them down beforehand and you've got a book and you like to check them off? Is anything that, that you wrote down or you just go with the flow? No, I got to go with the flow. Um, there's also things I know that are present that I want to do, um, that I want to achieve or that I want to switch up and uh, be consistent with. Uh, so it's nothing that I write down because I, I feel that it, things change. You know, you kind of got to adjust and adapt to what you got. So something, something you put on your list may change and you can't can't do that. You got to take care of something else. So I kind of just go to flow in, in day by day and see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. So as it stands right now, give us one thing heading into the season that you're looking to work on. As far as baseball or just life? Let's start with baseball. Okay. Baseball. Uh, I, I think everyone in baseball would say consistency because it's just such a tough sport that um, you know, you'll fail a lot, but just want to stay consistent in anything you do. And that's, you know, you, if it's your process or if it's you waking up on a certain time and make sure you get breakfast in and whatever your routine is. So I guess consistently with, with, um, uh, baseball and as far as life, I think in life, my diet can be a lot better as far as the things I choose to eat. I can eat a lot cleaner. But right now, my, my genetics have taken over a lot for me. It's been there for me for <laughs> these 28 years. But I could say um, uh, eating cleaner could definitely have been, a, you know, I could benefit from that. That's the metabolism. Not It's not your friend anymore. So hold it's on. Not, What's the diet it, like? Walk us through yeah, it. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows I have a problem when it comes to Chick-fil-A. Like, that's my, that's my weak spot. Like I'm addicted to Chick-fil-A. So I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to be on any nutritionist list on this is the thing you should eat. So uh, I'll get me a spicy chicken deluxe large with an Arnold Palmer with a chicken tortilla (laughs) soup and a large cookies and cream milkshake. Oh, my God. How often are we we doing that? You know what I mean? And then I'm dipping the fries in Chick-fil-A sauce. (laughs) You got to. You got to. I love that Georgia, yeah. by the way, that that Arnold Palmer coming out. Yeah, yes. That's the best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get down to Palmer. Then I drizzle. You got to eat the fries first. That's that's key. I don't I think you're kind of weird if you don't eat the fries first because <laughs> you want to make sure they're hot. You know what I mean? So you got to get the fries first. Because those waffle fries get cold quick. Yeah. Yeah. And they're no good. No one wants yeah. to warm up fries. You know? That's, that's right. a good rule of thumb. I feel like maybe we should put that on a shirt or something. You got to eat yeah, the waffle all, fries first. Always eat your fries first. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But wait, how often are are you eating that? Like, that I don't want to. I don't want to give that. I don't want to give the information away. Uh, <laughs> Enough. You know that the, the tigers may may be hearing this, so I got <laughs> I, I keep that's that in fair. the wraps. No, but I um, uh, I have some Chick Fil A every week. Now I'm not going to tell you how many times a week. But weekly, definitely weekly. All right. So what's the transition? How do you transition from eating a lot of Chick-fil-A to whatever it is that's on your list that's healthier that you know you got to eat? Because it's necessary. Yeah, but like, what are you going to eat? Like, what what is that? Oh, what is it? <laughs> well, you know, at the at the stadium, we, we, we're there so so long that the meals in there, the meals they're already prepared or they get prepared there. So it's it's all healthy foods there so i get back into a routine of just and in michigan we only have one chick-fil-a that i know about <laughs> and that's at a mall and uh, i heard the other one's at a hospital so i don't want to 
you know, I don't think it's a good idea to go get food at the hospital right now. And then no. <laughs> I don't want to go to the mall every time I want Chick-fil-A. So I, I wean myself off just because it's not there. It's really hard, though. I mean, honestly, like if you eat Chick-fil-A, it's not too bad depending on what you get. But it's hard to transition into like clean eating. Um, it, right. It's a mental game for sure. Definitely being from the South, like we like our fried foods. You know what I mean? so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you picked a good one. All right. So let's talk a little bit about heading into this year because you got a new manager, AJ Hinch. And I know that he reached out to you and he reached out to a number of Tigers players. You guys have had conversations. What have those conversations been like in terms of what you're looking forward to from your relationship with him? Uh, basically just changing the culture, you know, this is going to be my fourth year. So I've been around for, you know, these tough times that we, we've been going through and uh, everyone can't see what we see and they haven't been there with us. So they don't see the bright side of what's going on. All they see is a, a record and they see the ups, the, the ups and downs that we're going through, but it's a lot of growth that comes through your downs that you, that, that have to happen in order for you to, you know, to grow. So um, we talked about that. We talked about, changing it to a winning culture and the things you have to think before you even start winning, just your mindset and, um, you know, win the day, not thinking too far ahead and getting into a, a few days down the road or, or a week, you just day by day, take it, take it that way. And um, good things are happening, but definitely we talked about the, the staff you brought in, how they can help us. And he's just very excited to, 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 to work with us. And that's why he, he spreads himself to me and, you know, I'm, I'm excited just to get back playing and, and seeing what's going to happen. Yeah. So when you, you know, you talk to a guy like him and I don't know how much, how well you knew him beforehand, but um, how, how do you just have like an open conversation um, with him and, you know, just be so honest right off the bat? Is that your personality? Was that him being open with you? How did that work? Yeah, I'm just a straightforward person, you know, not really. I just speak what was really on my on my mind um, at that time because I feel that's how it's supposed to be. A lot of people can't handle that that type of you know forwardness, but I feel that's you know that's how you're supposed to be. If there's something going on, if you need to say something, um, you just speak what you know the, the facts that are there. So um, it, it, it's not hard for for me to speak to, to anyone really about what's going on because it's life to me, you know. But but I'm like I said, I'm very excited. You know, he expressed like I said how he's ready to get to work. I'm ready to get to work. Um, and he, he spoke on how uh, when he, he was in Houston, how he would always keep his eye on me anyway. And I, and it's just crazy to hear that because I never, as a player, you never really think that, you know, you hear, every, you know, there's someone watching or, you know, everyone's watching. But yeah. to hear that from another side, you know, another team that we're playing that, you know, teams are really actually, you know, doing that is pretty cool. You said to him specifically, I want you to make me better. What did you mean by that? Yeah, like I'm I'm hungry to be better. Like things have to change. Like I said, I'm straight up. And I know my performance in the 60 game season need to improve, regardless of if it's only 60 games. We had a hundred games left in a normal, you know, normal season where that you would have time to improve it. I wanted to be better in my 60 game season. And create that consistency I talked about. And so if you can make me better, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can be better in every aspect of the game. And I feel that's what every player is trying to do. 
Um, they're trying to grow, uh, whether it's baseball or if it's any job someone's, someone wants to do, it's them trying to figure out how can they be better at their job. So, um, you know, we spoke with that as well. Just I'm like, hey, man, if, you know, make me better. Like, I'm trying to get better every day. Um, I'm trying to improve every day, and I'm, I'm ready to put this work in because that's how I came up. Who who inspires that? Like, who in your life that you either watch in the game, outside of the game, um, kind of brings out the best in you in that way? It's my parents. It's my parents seeing them, you know, every day um, with, you know, raising their kids. What they had to do day in, day out, get up, go to work, get us ready. Uh, it's not going to be easy. So the things they instilled in me and my brother just, you know, no one's going to hand it to you. If you want to get something done, you got to put the work in and put the time in to make it happen. Um, and that's the only way it is. And if there's something you want to do, go after it and stay um, stay on it. And it's not going to be easy. And when those hard times come, pray about it, but then get up and, and keep moving and, and pushing forward through it because the hard times will come and, um, you know, the rain doesn't last forever. So um, just things they instilled in us that, you know, I keep with me today that, that helped me through. That's a charm. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that integrity that your parents instill in you. And then you turn around and use that integrity for good. Being a part of the Players Alliance, I know, has been an important part for you. You were with them in December. And I know moving forward, there's more to come. So what can we expect from the Players Alliance and, and from your work with them specifically? Uh, well, a lot of people don't even know what it is. And that's why that's the most. Let's the talk about questions. it. Let's tell them. Yeah. yeah. That's Please. The, the questions. A lot of people give me those, the, the, that question. And um, basically what's going on now is, is, is a tour going on where um, they're going on different states. And if you can pull it up, you can go to the website and see the states. But going around giving baseball equipment out, the PPE uh, protection, you know, the masks, hand sanitizer, and then food as well. But it's just making a difference, and especially into the Black community with baseball, where um, I can speak on myself that there wasn't a lot of resources for me. There wasn't a lot of avenues I could go to to get baseball equipment, to get lessons, to advance myself in the game. So just trying to give that back, especially in the Black community, to get into baseball because it is, it's a slim number. Um, of us that are that are in baseball, so uh, I feel it's very important that something needs to be that something needs to change. That website, by the way, is theplayersalliance.com, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. cool. And there's uh, there's volunteer opportunities too. You can go in, sign up, and and if you know they email you back, you can go to your city and and not only hang out with maybe your idols, but you know give back. Um, what do you think needs to happen next? in baseball we're going to talk about you know you giving back at the youth level too which is how this all came about but what do you want to see baseball do in the future that's like a no-brainer needs to be done well for me i don't think anything needs to be given to anyone just strictly off of their gender or their race right so i'm i can't just sit here and say there needs to be this there needs to be a black person in this position i can't get here and say that because you need to be qualified for it as well right however I know as far as a player, me being in the locker room or me being anywhere I'm at during the season and I don't see anyone that looks like me is tough when you feel like you're the only, you know, you're by yourself and no one to lean on or have conversation with about certain topics or, or whatever it may be. Because I was in that position, I was in that position for almost my whole life growing up in baseball, right? So uh, I feel like as far as baseball goes, um, uh, someone that looks like you in, in certain positions or even teammates. That's why the players are being 
kids involved in baseball and I'm showing how fun it is, how fun of a game it is and uh, actually having the, the gear to, to, to use to actually play the game. Um, but that's one thing that growing up in baseball and still being a pro and then still getting to the major leagues, you're seeing that uh, I don't see anyone that looks like me, um, you know, on a daily basis in, in position that you, you see that um, everyone is going to have an opportunity. So uh, I think that's one thing that, that can definitely change uh, here in the future. As a black kid growing up in Georgia, how did you choose baseball or did baseball choose you? How'd that happen? Uh, so my brother played and my goodness, he, he <laughs> I think my brother played maybe one year. And then from there, my, my dad told me that I was sitting in the baby carriage, the baby stroller, watching him play. And I was actually paying attention. And I, so so I think it might have started from there, but it got to the point my brother was chasing birds or butterflies or something. And so that was the end of it for him. And then I just I just always played baseball from that young age and baseball and basketball. And so I've always been into it. And then um, I stopped playing basketball after my 10th grade season because I had to pick one because the seasons ran, the basketball season ran into the baseball season. Um, and we would go to playoffs in basketball. So I would be late with my baseball. And so I just had to pick the focus up on, on baseball. But uh, it started at a young age, me playing baseball and no idea where I got it from. Like, <laughs> my dad played football. My mom played basketball. So baseball I don't I'm not sure um I have a cousin that's play, that, that played Otis Nixon and Donnell Nixon they played um but no idea exactly where the love came from so you mentioned that you know it's important to see people who look like you doing the thing that you want to be doing and I saw you in Florida uh watching Antonio Anderson uh who was the MVP of the 13U Select Fest um he's super young the event was uh skewed younger it's classes of 23 and 24 graduating from high school which I'm sure makes all of us feel pretty old hearing those wow. numbers yeah but you know you are a few years into your own career still trying like striving you're so passionate about um, becoming the best that you can be still right now. So what drives you to want to give back right now in your career to the future? Uh, that's, that's, that's always how I've been. I'm not one of those guys that will sit here and say that if you're successful, I can't be successful. I know, you know, there's, a, there's enough room for everybody to be successful. So, um, but it's the thing that I've always, I started when I was, in the minor leagues, I was giving lessons to kids in the minor league, and that's when I first met Tone. Y'all, I met Tone. Tone has grown so much. This is Antonio. He's grown so much. Where <laughs> before, I, where I first met him, he was so short, man. And to see where he's at now is is crazy. But I've always been giving. I always give lessons and giving back, and I feel it's important to do that because I didn't get it, and there was no one there to I could I could touch. But hey, man, can you show me something? Or can mm -hmm. I ask you this? And I know how important that was. And I know that even without me getting it, I still went 71st overall in a draft. And it's just like, imagine if some if someone were to give me something, because me and my dad, we didn't, we were just going off of, we didn't have anything, you know, it was yeah. just a blessing I, I could do it. But now it's like, okay, if I can give this, what I'm learning, it's back to kids that are younger than me, how much better can they be? Um, and I wanted to be better than me. And I tell him, I'm like, man, Tony, you can be better than me, man. Like, it's, it's a fact because what you're doing now, I couldn't do at all in, at your age. And I still went here. So think about what you can do. And so just trying to give those guys the things I didn't have, um, you know, day in, day out, 
so they don't have to go through the struggles that I went through because I was in the minor leagues for eight years, you know, and that's a that's a grind. That's a mental grind. So just, you know, letting them be able to get, get the things I didn't is very important to me. Now that you are established on the team, who are the guys that are around you that are either not only your your best friends on the team, but the guys that you look to for advice, the guys that you look to for, you know, confidence boost when, when you're not feeling it or the guys that you look to to learn from, whether they're on the same level as you or whether they're, you know, 12-year veterans, who stands out to you on your squad? Me and Jacoby are very close. That's one of my closest friends there. Um, and then everyone, you know, picks Miggy. Like everyone wants to know what Miggy's thinking. What, man, how'd you do this? You know, so when you're there every day seeing Miggy play, man, seeing the things he does. Because a lot of people only see the things on TV, whatever sports or ESPN or MLB Network, what they show. But there's things that go on every single day that you so like. So give us an oh example. Like what's, yeah. what's something that stands out? What do you got? With Mickey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Seeing someone hit a ball back up the middle that's on the chalk. So seeing a ball <laughs> that far inside, someone hit a line drive back up the middle. And then, and then we're all just like. I don't know how he did that. I wish they would. <laughs> I wish I would try to swing at that pitch and saw my bat off, but he gets inside of that and hits it back up the middle. And you're just like, that's how this man won the triple crown. Like you can actually see like yeah. every day. It's like, oh my goodness. How do you just hit this home run one handed on a slider? This, this tough, like it's crazy. So there's just things that people won't see that happen you know, every day because we play every day that he does. And so you just watch him in, you know, his, his routines in the cage and how he prepares. And so, you know, it, it's it's pretty good and um, learning from him. And the biggest guy that helped me was Victor Martinez, him being the mm-hmm. switch hitter. And mm-hmm. I just picked his brain on, like, the things he thought. And uh, he's the one that really helped me on as far as my rookie year, just how to do this every day in the big leagues, how you prepare, how do you get ready. And then it starts at home when you first wake up, not once you get to the stadium, you know. So little things like that that, um, you know, I learned a lot from from Vic, um, definitely. I'm wondering, is there something, like, specific that you heard Miggy or Vic say and you were like, I'll never forget the advice that you gave me? It was what I saw. Mm. So I, I pay attention, like mm-hmm. – a lot of things people either either people talk too much and they miss out on something or they're busy doing something else and they miss seeing something. So I limit both of them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there just watching Vic and Vic, everyone would tell you Vic does the same exact thing when he gets he get he does something with his waist, he gets his gloves, but like you can just watch <laughs> Vic get ready and it's this same exact routine. And from there that taught me that something clicks over where he does the same thing and boom, it's his body knows, his mind knows that I'm about to do this. I'm getting prepared to go out here and hit. So everything you saw him do, whether the mannerisms, everything was the same way, the way he touched his waist with his hands like this, like he fixed his belt. And I'm just like, oh, wow, okay, I get it. Like, I get how important it is to have something that clicks you over to like, okay, this is what I'm about to do. So. That's what I saw from Vic. It's a great answer. 
great answer. Let's talk about your defense. The Tigers tweeted you were in the top three among qualified AL shortstops in fielding percentage. I know you take a lot of pride in that. When you look at guys like yourself or the Fernando Tatis Juniors or the JBJs in the league, like, are we making defense sexy again? Is that what we're doing? Like, we're, we're bringing that back. We're, we're saying this is just as important as offense and everyone needs to recognize it because when it's fun, it's one of the most important parts of the game. Yeah, like, it was, you know, a great feeling almost. Like, I think I was second in gold glove this year. Yeah. In short. So, mm-hmm. like, actually realizing, like, oh, my goodness, like, I knew I could do, I literally knew I could play defense, but actually how much intensity and focus that you need to put in on defense to become even talked about being to be able to win a gold glove. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So with everything day in, day out, the work I put in on defense because I know how important that is because every day you're not going to hit. You're right. So, but you know, every day you can show up on defense, every day your speed works, right? So the thing that you know, every day that's going to keep you there. And we saw it in the playoffs with the Rays. How amazing yeah. the Rays defense. Yeah. Like that was hands down some amazing defense the Rays played. So you and you see how far they got that pitching with that with that uh amazing defense. So that's mainly it. I if I make an error, I'm more upset than if I struck out four times. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that kid like. I'm like, because I feel I let my pitcher down, let my team down because I don't feel anyone they say, you know, someone can pick you up, but like, like every day I run out there, I'm at short and I need to take care of my area. So I don't feel someone can pick me up in my area. And I feel like I let my pitcher down, my team down, because I'm I'm supposed to own that area. Nothing gets past me. I make my play. So, uh, but someone can hit behind you and, and drive in that run you didn't. So that's why I take it a lot more. I take it a lot more personal on defense because I feel that that's your, you know, that's your, that's your area. You take care of your space. Well, you take care of a lot of space on the field besides pitcher oh, yeah. and catcher. You're, you're covering a lot of ground. So like, where yeah. does your heart belong at the end of the day? I love short. I came up a shortstop little league all the way through high school, minor leagues. Uh, my first five years at short. So that's my, that's my happy place. Where, where the team needs me. That's a different oh. story. You know, and I'm able to do that. And a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't do that. You can mm-hmm. put in your hand how many people can we do we have in the league that can do go from first base to go play the center field and take the center fielder to shortstop. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like you can't yeah. do that. And so <laughs> when you have people, Marvin Gonzalez, me, when you have those people that literally we, we're doing that, um, you know, it, it's it's a blessing that you know for for us to be able to do that. And I know the teams recognize that how valuable that is to have someone on the team that, you know, can do that for you. I love all of this. You sound like you have been a veteran in the league yeah. for 15 years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's I think incredible a lot of people get to it. listen to you talk about baseball. It really is. A lot of people, a lot of people get confused. Like think that that's what it is. I'm like, man, this is my fourth year, guys. Like, <laughs> you know, this is, but I've been around, I've been around a while though. But you've got it all. You've got that mentality that you need. And especially like you were saying, that minor league grind, that will teach you, right? right? Man, It's sink or swim. Definitely. And you definitely swam. So you're you're cruising and you're doing great. And this is super fun for us because we love talking to guys who not only, you know, have done really well in their career, but who can expand upon it and Mm -hmm. share that and and be um, 
like super articulate about exactly how they're feeling and how they're observing baseball. That's tough to do for a lot of people. And you know, people honest. Go out there, yeah, and be yeah. honest. Go out there and play yeah. versus talking about playing. It's two totally different things. Right, right. So you got it. Absolutely. All right. We're going to talk about uh, your career a little bit more doing a segment called Back at the Baseball Card. So we have some trivia for you about yourself. Are you ready for this? Oh, good. I'm going to get everyone wrong, but yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> You'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. Everyone else. yeah. All right. Your first career hit was September 12th, 2017. Do you remember the pitcher that you got that hit off of? To me, it was an Italian name. I think um, Mazzoni. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, nice it's Mazzoni. Maz- 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I, I was going to forget it. I'm like, it sounds Italian to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You were selected by the Twins in the second round, 71st overall, like you mentioned, in 2010. Who was selected the pick before you? Do you remember? Simmons. And Andrelton Simmons. I know it because. Yeah. Correct, right? Why does that stand out? Yeah. I know it because my mom was mad that the Braves didn't take me and they took a shortstop ahead of me. But I mean, they got a good, they got it right. You know, <laughs> they got it right. It took me a while to get to the big league. So I remember that because I remember my mama getting mad <laughs> when the Braves. The good mom. Right there. Right there. Right there. Hey, take my son. Yeah. Take my son. Yeah. <laughs> She wanted, she wanted me, at, you know, at home. So Closer to home, of course. Yeah. As all moms do. Just a good yeah. mom. Here's one that you're definitely going to get. This one's super easy. So besides logging your first career home run on April 5th, 2018, what else can you tell us about that day? It was cold. Uh, <laughs> I mean, about what you did in the game. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> I did something else good. I mean, that, that home run started a rally, and we came back and won. I played first because Miggy, I pinched. I came in because Miggy got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I laughed. It's so funny now seeing how he got hurt when he fell. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny to think about how it, how it happened. But, um, yeah, I pinched it. Did I pinch it? No, I just came in on defense for him. Um, but that's the only thing that stood out. Something else happened? Did you do anything on the bases? I stopped at second when I hit a home run. Because I, I, I couldn't tell. Because in Chicago, they got two different fences. And it was like, this is confusing. Did the, did the ball go over or not? Or did it hit the fence? I just stopped at second and looked around. I, th- I think, is that what I did? That wasn't on the report. <laughs> no, not only did you hit your first career home run, you got your first career stolen base. Perfect. Because <laughs> the thing, well, so what well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you told me that because Boston, he was the first base coach for um, the White Sox. We go at it all the time. And so he used to talk trash to me about stealing base. I'm like, nah, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get another one. I'm about to get another one. And they would pitch out. <laughs> I still steal the bag. So I'm glad my first one was on the White Sox. Man. You did a good job. That was pretty good. I think you know yourself decently. We, we have some work to do, but you should be pretty proud of yourself. All right. We also gave yeah, you really good questions. I got to yeah. study a little bit more on myself. All right. Time for rapid fire. First thing that comes to your mind when we throw these questions at you, true or false? At one point you owned 10 baseball gloves. True. I had to put in the order with Wilson. I think it's like 11 or 12 custom gloves. So I get that, I get that amount of gloves every season. And so I'm giving them away like, Hey, you need a glove. You need a glove. And because I can't use them, but also because I play so many positions, I got outfield, first base mid, 
infield gloves and I go and see which one I like the best. All right, true or false? You still have a stuffed horse named Little John. It's true. I gotta ask Smeckle. Smeckle's our clubhouse manager, and he hides them. I think he's I think he feels some type of way about them because I iced him out with his chain. I had his Adidas on. You know what I mean? I had him like real run DMC like, and I I don't know. I gotta find them. He's somewhere. He wasn't out this year. This past season, he wasn't out. So he had him, he has him hidden somewhere. But I do have a horse named Lil John. A stuffed horse. Mm-hmm. Is that a real horse? You, do, you <laughs> want, do you want do you wanna do you wanna know why? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have this horse because there was, I think, Michigan or some college in Michigan was doing a study and said how a uh um pet horse could relieve stress it was a study they was doing and they wanted us to be a part of the study and we was everyone was like no like the team before they even got to player, the team was like no like we're not gonna get a horse you know what i mean and so i was like all right I, that's where the pet horse little little horse i said let me get a little horse to see if it works <laughs> and so i just took it around to everybody who had stress i just sit right by them and see if it worked love and- it so that's how I started. And how'd it work? Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, people loved him. I'm not sure how much did it relieve stress, <laughs> but everyone loved, everyone loved him. But if you can bring a little bit more love into the clubhouse, that can reduce stress. That's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, little John, you're hilarious. All right. How about your favorite Halloween movie? Halloween Town. What is that? This is a Disney movie. I love Halloween Town. See, you know it? Yeah. Of course. Halloween Town. I was you a Disney kid. You have to check it out. I cannot explain it to you. This is just something that you have to do. This is your right. homework. You have to watch Halloween Town. Yeah. I'll check it out. <laughs> she will, too. She will do that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll report back on that. Okay. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I would say uh, X-ray vision. What are you gonna do with that? Wow. I don't know. We're gonna. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> I don't know. The biggest, the biggest thing I thought was I could see through the glove with the picture. Oh, way more sense. Yeah, I'd like I can see through the glove, and if I can see through the glove, then I can get paid. You know, he's like, thinking of here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to. How can I? How can I get paid? And I can see it. I can see a little grip. Let me see what he got. If you could go back to one baseball moment in history. What are you picking? You got Jackie over your uh, over your shoulder there. If I can go back, like and be in that moment, mm-hmm. I would want to know what it feels like when Hank Aaron hit the home run. Yeah. What was that like being surrounded by all that? The stadium collapsing almost on Barry Bonds. Oh yeah. Hit his, it's like the, it just sinking in. It looked like the whole thing sunk in. I don't know. There's a lot of moments, but. My stuff would just be feelings like how did like nothing gonna be able to, like this feeling can't be explained like that type of stuff like I want to be in those moments. All right, you have a cameo profile, so give us one celeb that you would pay to leave you a message if you had all the money in the world. See, and I told my dad this. There's only one celebrity that I, w- I wouldn't have wanted to meet. It was Kobe. Like that was the only person I would want to talk to. It would probably be Derek Jeter or Denzel Washington. Could you imagine Denzel? What a badass. He would just be like, you'd be like, can you just like be my best friend? Let's just hang out forever. 
And then it's like for me, I feel Denzel with I can't I won't be able to tell if he's acting like it's really because you so like I can't tell when you are acting. Even if you're like that's how good an actor is, it's just like he is this person that he's that like You're so, like, do you like, love me or are you acting like you love like, me? Like what's going on? Like Yeah, but uh definitely those two. I like that. I want to pick their brains, yeah. Could you describe what a typical meal if Alexa and I showed up at the Goodrum household? would look like and sound like and smell like you had to go to my mom's house for that because uh, she throw down so that's that's where you get soul food like that's the definition of soul food so it'd be like mac and cheese you the meat the meat that you want is your choice if you say hey i want pulled pork or i want turkey or i want chicken or the that is is where meat lo- whatever you know you feeling <laughs> that could be that but the size though uh Collard greens, black eyed peas, cornbread, and then you got your pepper sauce. You got your cranberry sauce. Like it's just, oh my god, it's, it's just soul food. It, this is what you need. You know, it, it's just after you eat it, you're ready to take a nap. <laughs> it's that type of. That's exactly what happens. That's the process. Eat, take a nap, and then you're ready for whatever. But a lot of love goes food. into cooking a meal like that. For a sure, lot. sign us up. A lot. <laughs> a lot. All right, you're constantly posting inspirational words all over social. So give us one statement or phrase that is your inspirational go-to. Resolve over result. And what does that mean to you? Work the process, even if you don't see it. Whatever you're doing, you know, put your heart in it. Not because of what you may be able to get, but fall in love with what you're doing. And then those things will come. So, you know, you'll get so focused up on the outcome of stuff and what's going to come. And then that's just all you see when it's like the beauty and the struggle. Like, you know, there's beauty in that struggle because then that's what comes from it. You know, no one no one sits there and falls in love with the caterpillar, you know, or the, the whole process of that. They fall in love with the butterfly, right? So, but you got you to gotta fall in love with that process. And so result. You know what that reminds me of is Kobe's retirement speech, which is like something I have bookmarked and try to listen to often and him just talking about how it wasn't about the rings or the all-star games. You know, it was about the 5 a.m. wake-ups and the grind and the injuries and um, yep. it was about all that. I listen to that as often as I can and I'm like, oh yeah, this is why we're doing it. I remember Yeah, that's, what's a, that's what that's the stuff you remember. Mm-hmm. Like you rem- You're going to remember the things you won, but the thing that stuck with you those times you struggled and when you felt you was in the dark and mm-hmm. when it was just you and the gym or you or wherever you at and those times, those countless hours that you just in there grinding, grinding, then the payoff is like, oh, right? But you remember so much of those days by yourself grinding. That's what makes it all worth it. Absolutely. How old are you? Because you are yeah. way too wise for how you are. Oh, man. Uh, it's incredible. It really is. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's very inspirational. All <laughs> right. So from inspirational fans. to embarrassing, um, we end every podcast with an embarrassing story. So you have to tell us a time where you totally embarrassed yourself and what happened and how you felt about it. It could be anything from when you were a kid, something that happened recently. Okay. On a baseball field, the most embarrassing thing I did was throw a ball over the fence for a home run. That was I was that was one of my maddest moments ever. And I was just sitting at the box. 
it made it so funny. I seen a picture on, on the internet. I was just sitting at the bottom. I said, the saddest man in Detroit. And it was just me <laughs> at the bottom of the fence. And I literally was. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was just sitting there. It's like, I know I didn't just throw this ball. Oh, the, I'm talking about in my glove. Like, oh. And then out the glove. Right. Over the fence. Right. For his third, For his third home run of the night now. Oh no! <laughs> and I'm just at the bottom of the fence, just looking sick. Just, and I stayed there. I just sat there and just let it. Ha- I'm just like, nope. I'm just sit down here for a minute, just to sit out and just stare into nothing because I know <laughs> I didn't just do that. Oh, I know man. Nico didn't just throw this ball <laughs> over the fence, like you know. So that, and then I remember All Star game in the minor leagues. I'm going and. I packed my clothes with me to the stadium because I'm like, we got a party after the All-Star game, right? And and there's no red carpet. There's none of that, right? It's just you get on the bus from the hotel, go to the field. I got on that thing in some basketball shorts, some lime green running shoes, and a T-shirt. And I walk on the bus, and I just – I'm on the bus, and I look at everybody, and everyone is button downs. A suit, jean, and I'm just like, I was like, I'll, I'll just oh sit here. I I think I'll sit right here, right behind the driver, <laughs> so I don't have to go all the way back into the bus. And I just sat there, and I just like, I oh, know I didn't do this. Oh, yeah, but my, I have my clothes. What's the thing? I have my clothes. Oh, I'm just like, why do I need to put? That was just how I was like, what the? But now it makes so much sense because that's how we, you know. That's how we rock it now. That's how we dress it now. So my cheeks hurt. Um, oh my god, <laughs> that was so a two, that was a long time ago. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? Why would I do that? You're like so, a young yeah. buck learning. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, you have you gave us a treat. That was that. That's one of the better ones I think we've heard in a while. That was really good. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind. A lot of bears still going. A lot of bears still going on with me. Nico, you were such an uh, an awesome guest to have on the podcast. We love yeah. watching you on the field. Super inspirational off of it as well. Thanks so much for for hopping on and sharing your time with us. It's been great. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it's no, it's no problem. No problem. Appreciate yeah. You. Uh, good luck this season. We're yeah. looking forward to seeing you. We're pulling for the Tigers and uh, AJ Hinch and, and you guys turning this thing into what you know it can be. Right. That's the goal. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I really appreciate that. Yes, yeah. good to see Thank you, you. and good luck. So Stay much. safe, all right? All right, y'all, y'all be back. Okay, we'll see you. Take care. Right.